Hello. Hello. Well, well, well. Here we are again. Here we are. One more again. One more again. Ooh, baby, and it's been a week already. <laughs> what you had going on? Um, so I'm helping coordinate this, um, event for the Maryland Women's Business Center. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's just been call after call. The event is actually tomorrow. Oh, wow. So it's just been a lot of kind of last minute getting some items together, uh, which has been fine. Uh, this is me pouring water, not something else. Um, <laughs> so I'm not sure if that's going to stay in this cut or not, but... I feel like um, it's authentic. It should say because I thought you were peeing. I was like, "How bold!" <laughs> just pee during How the bold? Are Are you a Lannister? Um, are you a Lannister? But so, getting ready for that. Um, also doing um, some other contracting work. And so Friday, uh, well, so that event is Thursday in the evening. Thursday morning. Um, I need to make 100 turkey sandwiches okay. to donate to Martha's Table, which mm-hmm. is this um, nonprofit in uh, the District of Columbia. It's a homeless shelter um, or people that are experiencing um, housing insecurity. Mm-hmm. Um, so, of course, I can't just give them a turkey sandwich. We've got to add, you know, a bag of chips, a yeah, mini sure. bottle of water. A Clementine um, and the organization that I'm working with, uh, Society of Millennials, which is kind of a branch of AT&T's public affairs leg. Um, they have these really cute lunch boxes, so everything is going to go in the lunch box. And so, just really excited to be able to do that. Just because you know, like 2020 has been trash, which is an understatement, but you know, we all should still be in the hearts to give and still be in the hearts to serve people, you know, who may be in a worse or off situation than us. Absolutely. So really excited to be doing that. Um, Then I had a call today because I'm doing a um, kind of live brunch or a cooking live brunch with moms whose children have graduated through the Jack and Jill program in Montgomery County, Maryland. Okay. So had a call earlier today about that, just to firm up the menu, kind of, you know, time, when will all of this happen? Um, and then I'm also going to brunch on Sunday. So trying to confirm if that's still happening. Um, Saturday, I was supposed to cater this kind of um, limited Friendsgiving, but the host was just like, I think I have COVID. And I'm just oh. like, girl, that's all I need to know. We're yeah. good. Um, she got tested and she's negative, but she's already called it off, which means gotcha. that I get I get my Saturday back to do some grocery shopping and all that stuff because next week I will be um, a couple of people have ordered meals, um, turkey, sides, you know, whatever, not the canned mm. candied yams, the real ones. Not the, come on, not those canned <laughs> candied yams. Not the rounded edges of the candied yams. <laughs> um, so it'll actually give me some time to put some of those together. And I, like, I had a random person hit me up on Instagram today, like, hey, I'm trying to get a fried turkey. So oh. she put, she put an order in. Um, and then I had another call earlier today about this guy who's like doing bodybuilding and 
he wants to talk about meal prep and everything. So it's just kind of been like back to back to back. I also, today was my last class um, for my psychoeducational analysis class at the Howard University. The um, Howard. So really excited because I'm earning an A in that class. Yeah. Um, but today was our last class that we had to attend. Okay. So did that. Then a juvenile justice uh, commission um, committee meeting. I'm one of the co-chairs for our kind of policy team. Um, and so the Juvenile Justice Commission for Montgomery County is essentially a citizen kind of led board, but all of us are appointed by the county executive. And so on the policy side, we're looking at what different senators and what bills different senators are um, proposing for the new legislative session for the Maryland House and how we can come alongside and support either, you know, via testimony or writing a letter or, you know, calling our congressmen or getting the county council to also kind of publicly um, support different initiatives. Um, and then, you know, I had 30 minutes for a little Bible study because holiness is still right. Mm -hmm. Um and so after I got off that, that's when I had the, the Sunday brunch call. And then here we are. Here, here we, are. we are. Listen, and I still have a voice. Come on. Hallelujah. <laughs> I often wonder, like, how do I be talking all day? Like, what's, what's really happening? Um, no, I get it. We, we make it. We, we, we make it. For sure, for sure. So this is going to be almost kind of like a little mini sode because you you posted something that you know. I... <laughs> come on, come with it, come with it, come with it. <laughs> you posted something that I found to be not only hilarious but quite fucking accurate. <laughs> Very accurate. So. Yes. Just to paint uh, the visual, um, there was, I think it was like maybe a couple weeks ago, um, there was a kind of a thread going on Twitter where it was like television and, and film. And it was like, you know, the, the depicted villain and then the actual villain of the movie or the program. <laughs> and you posted... Um, <laughs> <laughs> and, and, and listen in the spirit of thanksgiving it was so appropriate it was so it was too appropriate i couldn't i could not let it go listen so thomas posted a meme and it was uh terry from uh, played by vanessa williams from the negroid classic soul food <laughs> literally a classic a classic and she is and was depicted as the villain of the movie but the actual villain come on it's domino sugar now <laughs> i mean because truthfully truthfully who, who who got mama's arm cut off not vanessa williams listen I mean, I mean, these threads have been so plentiful and that one literally like stopped me in my tracks. Stopped me dead in my tracks. When I tell you, 
I let out a healthy cackle. <laughs> because <laughs> the first thing that popped in my head is when Big Mama grazed her arm across the top of that stove. Ooh. Ooh. <laughs> and Amar said, Big Mama, your arm. Now, does mm. diabetes take the feeling out of your out of your so, extremities? Well, I mean, so now I know some people that have had to have gotten body parts removed because they have not been diligent on how they are monitoring their diabetes. Mm-hmm. So I have to believe, possibly, like my uncle actually had diabetes and he stopped taking insulin. So they mm-hmm. had to end up... Um, removing a portion of his leg because it had gotten gangrene and he was like chilling and it was just like my my nigga like we need you to take the insulin so I do think there are like infections that can happen if you're not properly you know kind of checking your insulin levels and glucose and you know kind of all of those things so you know but big mama's that was a gas range though I mean, gas. Like <laughs> that was an open. It didn't point. even. It didn't even feel warm. Nothing. Then Big Mama proceeded to say, "Hand oh. me the butter." <laughs> Come on. Butter on a burn, sis. Butter on a burn. You just trying to trap the heat. Because that's mean, what that's doing. <laughs> literally, what? Um. What ancestor taught you that? That's what I want to know. Where did that come from? You know, we have to talk about these uh, uh, <laughs> Negroid colloquialisms. <laughs> because... We've just been spreading throughout time. I'm like, butter on a burn. Butter like on a burn. Now, I used to put Vaseline, my mom would put Vaseline on a burn, but I've never heard of butter on a burn. I think the thought process may be butter is cold. Okay. You're gonna get from the refrigerator, and you right. do want to put something cold on a burn or run your yes. run the burn yes. under some cold water. Yes. Um. Now that makes sense. That part makes sense. Um. But, but why I, not in the 1990s ask for ice? Right. Because what is basting your arm with the butter doing? What? What is that act? What what is that supposed to be? I don't understand. I'm very confused. I'm very, very confused. And then Big Mama said um that herbs and turpentine would cure her. Ooh. Mm. What herbs? And what turpentine? Is there a different turpentine? Because I feel like turpentine is like not meant for burns. It's like when you had a headache and your mama told you to go get the tussin. Like that's not that's not gonna help. <laughs> <laughs> that that will decongest, but that's not. It's for the wrong thing. My bad, friend. Get the tussin. Wait, what? Wait, what? So basically, you just want me to go to sleep if you're if you're giving me the robitussin. Probably. Maybe mm-hmm. I don't know. My mom is an Aryan, so Tussin she never gave me a ass whooping. Right. Is what Tanji was having. Okay, <laughs> listen. Oh, your I, head hurt. <laughs> I beat the head. I got it. Okay. 
she bad. said the tussin because listen Lisa Fisher how can I ease the pain right. but not with turpentine but yeah, alright so then of course you know Big Mama has to get her leg amputated but Big Mama said ain't nobody cutting off my leg but the, the leg has gone the leg is gone mama like we can't we can't just hold on to it because we want to I mean the actual villain of the film might not even be Domino Sugar it might be the doctor okay, okay. Y'all well because y'all cut big mama leg off and sis had a whole stroke now what okay. what, what have you disrupted you should have because literally a leg amputation should not have caused a stroke unless no. she was not truly cleared for surgery which again the doctors should have known I could see that Big Mama was a little on the plus side. She was a well, little, she was a little husk, a little retound, a okay. little yeah, a little rotund for sure. And if we've got the sugar, there's probably a blood clot. Yeah, some hypertension maybe. Some hypertension, a loritis. Mm. That's short for arthritis. Mm-hmm. All of um, the things. Mm. and like so I just had surgery like September 10th mm-hmm. um, for a fracture but they you know I had to like go under so I had to get like an EKG I had to get a physical I had to get a chest x-ray there's all of these things that have to happen before they clear you for surgery and if I had had hypertension or mm-hmm. high blood pressure or anything else or diabetes like yeah, I highly doubt the surgery would have gone. Um, I think they would have said, Negro, you, you may want to lose a couple uh, L- LBSs before you can go under the knife. Or, you know, like there's different medication you should be on, you know, like this and the third. Yeah. Um, if you had high blood, blood yeah, if you had high blood pressure, they would have definitely, they have to bring your blood pressure down before they can even put you under anesthesia. That, that's a real thing. So you are correct because you can fucking run and have a heart attack. Why you on like the table? Big Mama. <laughs> Child. Big Mama made it all the way out of surgery. Didn't she? I mean, and cried in, in the hospital bed. I mean, Listen. I'll never... The little uh, the little black boy, I, that is the one single tear cry that it's, you know, it deserves its awards. Give him his thing. You know, I don't know because no one's ever done a single tear cry better than Denzel and Glory. Denzel, I mean, you know, that 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 one of the roles that he won the Academy Award for? That is the first Oscar he ever won. Okay. Was for his his portrayal in Glory, which um, you know, let me tell you something, just as a just as as an aside, um, to be a slave mm. who talks cash money shit all the time. Cash money. And then here comes raggedy ass Matthew Broderick trying to ease his white guilt by being a nice general to his niglet soldiers. You get out of pocket and you join the military to fight for a country 
that in mm. hindsight ain't never gonna fuck with you. Mm, right. Because it's Cause 2020. We... Right. This country is never gonna fuck with you. Still. And then this white man decides to punish you not by making you do laps, not by making you do push-ups, but he chooses to whip you in front of your platoon. Mm. That type of acting. Mm. Listen, the way Denzel was taking those hits mm. and he stared into Matthew Broderick's eyes. Mm. Like, nigga, I'm not even going to give you the satisfaction of yelling out in pain. Right. But I am going to let this one tear fall down my eye. And it's not because it hurts. It's because after all this, this is all I am to yeah. you. Mm. Oh, glorious. Oh, what a movie! What, what a film! What a film! Now that was good. Some good cinema. Yes, I love Glory. <laughs> I genuinely do love Glory. I, I do love Glory. Like Denzel has also not really picked, I think, a bad film. You know, like there's some that may not be your favorite, but like I think he's got probably one of the most like just like picture after picture after picture I mean to me honestly The Preacher's Wife is a classic you know like it is. it's not even always got to be these huge you know Academy Award moment you know kind of uh, choices but just films that really resonate um, and that will resonate and stand the test of time yeah I I am always the um I'm always the black person who does not like training day. I'm just gonna be very honest with you. I I don't like it. I don't like it. I don't see guess it. What? I don't guess what? I've never seen it. Everybody, you know, King Kong ain't got shit on me. Yes, it is an iconic bar in a movie. But I think I think my issue that I always take with Training Day is Denzel's dis, uh, filmography up until Training Day is essentially flawless. Um, and he had had plenty of roles where, you know, outside of Glory, where he could have won an Oscar. And I just, for me, I just take issue with, um, yeah, because your first Oscar, you were a slave. And then the second one, you play a crooked cop. Right. I just, I, I just Malcolm X somehow goes, like how, like, really, how does he not win for playing Malcolm X? How does he not win for playing Herman Boone? And well, remember the Titans. Well, how does he not win for playing John Quincy Archibald? Okay, in the and film John, John Q. I mean, that film was wrenching. My my mom actually took me to the movie theaters to go see it, and I remember 
when you know because i feel like when your parents force you to do something you're kind of like anti to it so she was like we're going to see the film and i was like all right mom like i'll go and but i didn't you know like i wasn't that pressed over it but like sitting in the movie theater and just the story and how crooked the healthcare system is as well and you know how it disproportionately affects black and brown and Oof, that's a whole additional aside um, and, and even what you know we hear the studies now about you know doctors not believing black women um, and empathy and you know and all of those things like he, he's been talking about that you know or been a part of films that raise the awareness for that and that one was definitely like oof. yeah an amazing movie I I get emotional every time I watch it. Yeah. It's it's for me the scene when he gets obviously charged with um holding up a hospital. <laughs> Cuz I mean I mean cuz that's there was still no illegal. Other, <laughs> that's still illegal. There's no other way that was going to go. Um and his son Mikey comes outside while they're like driving away in the police car and he does like the little bodybuilder flex to his dad and it's just like that is the sweetest thing I've ever seen literally it's amazing it's amazing um back to Big Mama and the Sugar listen Because Big Mama would have caught the Rona had she still been around in 2020, I guarantee. Well, you know, so I do have to ask, in your family, do you guys on Sundays have those um, elaborate Sunday dinners? Ooh. So, a bit of backstory. Both of my parents are born and raised in North Carolina. And that is where the majority (laughs) of the family members and whatnot who are still with us that's where they currently reside um they're not even all still in the same area a lot of them have kind of migrated to kind of raleigh durham or charlotte greensboro some of the larger cities um and when i I mean my parents are from the sticks where like if you had a double wide like you was really show-stopping um you was the number one stunner um so i what 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 um, <laughs> I, you know it's like it's you have to you have to do it um so I would say growing up no we okay. I mean we would do dinner as a just a family my sister my mom and my dad and I okay. or myself um but not the whole like Thanksgiving spread sort of thing every Sunday um, right. But uh, Alyssa Fryson, that is a fellow Coastal Carolina University alum of ours, um, I have been back to Florence and to Scranton, uh, South Carolina, a number of Sundays for the big, all the cousins and aunties come over Sunday dinner. Um, so in some households, it still happens, but that just wasn't really a Sunday tradition of mine. Gotcha. Mine either. And even in Washington Soul Food, like, well, because I'm a military brat, so I did not right. grow up with yeah. my cousins and my aunts and my uncles. So it's always just been me, my mom, my dad, and my brother. Yeah. So, um, and on Sundays, my dad would try to, like, because my dad is the cook in my family. Um, and he would always prepare something you know, regular, you know, barbecue chicken or something like that, but right. never like 
a pot of greens with right. like macaroni and cheese and yeah. cornbread and fried chicken and ham and potato salad and yam. <laughs> I can't even say that the sugar is what did got big mama. I think the fat fat got big mama. I mean, I mean the fat fat, okay? Because you the, know she was putting ham hogs in them greens. In them greens, lard. I it, mean, not even the smoked turkey leg. We couldn't even use liquid smoke, big mama. Right, and I just tell, I guess I don't get how one could eat like that every single every Sunday. Sunday. Yeah, I mean, you know, I think traditionally like all of those foods for the most part were the scraps were it was the throwaway and it was you know I think food for us has always been well even if we didn't have a lot of money at least we knew we could throw it out and at least food was kind of one of those things that um kind of allowed us to come together as a family also probably when our ancestors were enslaved allowed us to have a meal so we could plot our escape um Mm -hmm. so we needed something heavier on our stomachs but in the age that we are now where we sit down i mean we're sedentary throughout most of the day Mm -hmm. um even in quarantine that that sort of meal and caloric intake just isn't needed you know like when my dad was growing up, they were legitimately walking a mile and a half to school each way because segregation was still around. So it's not like school buses were picking them up. So yes, you do need a piece of fat back and a biscuit and some eggs and something that will hold on to you and stick to you so that you can make it to school safely um, in enough time for lunch. So it made sense for the times, but just where we are now, it's just like, we don't need all that. No, no, we don't need all of that. Um, because, you know, Sunday is a chill day anyway. So, you Come know, on. if you are cooking all that and you do sit down and eat all that, you're not moving. That's right. That's itis. You, you, right. I was about to say, you were getting the itis and falling asleep. So, it's and not even like... what happens after that? <laughs> You lose a motherfucking leg because because <laughs> uh, every Sunday that's just that's a lot. And I can only what are you eating throughout the rest of the week? I'm just curious. I'm very curious what your weekly um, culinary palate is entertaining because. Do you know I'm how long pretty a good sure... pot of greens cost? Like, you know how long a good pot of greens takes. Like, a good pot of greens. Right. Every which is why, Sunday? Right, which is why mama, that's why they would go to Sunday school, and then they would leave throughout service. But first of all, they already probably left the greens on the stove. So, oh, I mean, sure. just what are the statistics of how of homes that have burned down? Like, oh, I want to see, see those numbers. But, like, you're leaving service early to get back so that you can finish everything so that when service is out, like, Sunday dinner is ready around, like, 2, 3 p.m. But now that there is brunch culture, uh, um, we're we're still at brunch. We're still at a boozy brunch. Um, So, I don't know. I have no clue. Do you think that is, like, 
you something you would want to bring back when you start your own thing? Oh, like, for sure. I mean, I think any time that you designate like, hey, this is our family time, like, I think any institution of that should be intentional and should be in the mix. Because mm-hmm. um, I had, like, friends who were kind of now, they feel like cousins. They would kind of do that. Um, every Sunday, they would go to their grandmother's house. I mean, their grandmother, I call granny. Like, that's how close we were. And so they would do that almost every Sunday. Um, so I would love to institute something like my Mm -hmm. sister is getting ready to move probably like 10 minutes away from where I live in Maryland and I was just like hey let's like kind of have Tuesdays be our day you know like where we do dinner she's got a son who just turned eight um so I think any opportunity to kind of corral the family together in a structured way I think that's dope and I think that's how you really get to create those relationships that I think sometimes just because we've been so busy afraid. Um, but even in for kids, like that's how my cousins or that's why my cousins are so close at times because they knew like who every Sunday I know be going over Big Mama's house. Um, right. So I would definitely like to, like to institute something like that. But you know, you also need participation from other niggas so it really just might be me and my family unit until everybody else kind of gets on board but um yeah I, I mean I think that's totally dope what about you uh so my hands already look like all I do is make business <laughs> ah, <laughs> come on maybe um I do cook every Sunday now um, nothing, nothing to that extreme. Yeah, yeah, but yeah, yeah. I do cook every Sunday now. Like my boyfriend and I will sit down and have like a legit dinner on Sundays, and yeah. then it's kind of like Mondays leftovers, Tuesdays uh, make something quick, Wednesdays right. it's everybody for themselves. Okay, <laughs> you know. So yeah, I, but again, not to that extent because I like my legs, both of them both of them i just went and got a pedicure today so i do enjoy having my toes well well um i don't enjoy gangrene never had it not never interested in experiencing it at all um yeah i would yeah and i mean for sure it's like yeah we're doing baked salmon over here or you know like yeah. can we switch it up maybe do you know a kale collard mix some quinoa you know there's some other options there are some other options but let me tell you something that post truly tickled me domino sugar is the actual domino is the actual villain Mm, not the face Mm -mm. but the sugar the sugar it's the sugar that really got her but you know that post so many people were laughing at and I always get I always get comments of people being like you know what I know I can always come to your story for a good old laugh and I'm just like listen in 2020 that is the minimum that I I hope that I'm able to provide and I appreciate it wholeheartedly I really do Um, because I would have never I would have (laughs) never the dominoes I would have never pegged the domino sugar to be the villain. <laughs> the 
actual villain of the film. Honestly, because honestly, I would have told you that Bird was the actual okay. villain. Okay, okay. In the film. Not Cousin Faith, not Maxine, but Bird, because she was a bird. And because that is she... why I blame her. For sure. I'm just like, how? I just don't know how you could sleep with somebody else's man. <sighs> Cousin Faith, yes, right? But see, this is this is why Bird is the villain, because you married this felon. You knew what he you knew what he was when you married. You him. knew, you knew, you knew he was gonna have a hard time getting work. And then you go and ask <laughs> your old nigga to give your new nigga a job, knowing Samuel is light skinned and shady as fuck. Right. He still wants you. Then you let that nigga buy you a necklace and then you gonna have it on. And then you getting confused when Makai <laughs> Pfeiffer decided to show up and wring your fucking neck. Bitch, I told you I could get my own motherfucking job. And then you out here wearing jewelry. The actual oh. villain. The actual villain. Listen. Audacity is at an all-time high. Listen, the blatant disrespect. The unmitigated gall. Mitigated gall. The nerve of you. The nerve. The nerve. Like how? I don't get it. In the grand scheme of things, Terry's at the bottom. Sugar is most definitely at the top. Is at the top. Then Berg. Then Maxine, because Maxine stole Terry's husband, and if she hadn't stole Terry's husband, maybe Terry wouldn't have ended up with Miles. Sorry, ass. Well, Miles wouldn't well. have slept with Cousin Faith. Well, that's a sick go. ass family. Child, that's, Ooh, so much trauma. So, so much, much trauma. trauma. So much trauma. But that's all I had. That is truly all I have to give to the people today. Short, sweet, and simple. Um, um, did you figure out what you were going to cook for next week? Uh, no. Because <laughs> I know you said braised short ribs. Did I, do I remember that correctly? You know, I honestly was thinking about doing a brown butter sage chicken. Mm. Mm-hmm. That's what I was thinking. And? And? <sighs> Macaroni and cheese for sure and my boyfriend loves potato salad so I'll probably make a potato salad a small one because I feel like really after one day for sure I don't want any more potato salad yeah he can eat potato salad like (laughs) dinner so (laughs) yeah he's a potato salad fan Um, for me it's kind of it's more of like um, a barbecue type of thing yeah. like I yeah, yeah I'm yeah. a weirdo um where I I don't care if my food touches so I'm like one of those people especially during Thanksgiving Ooh, a little yam juice on my macaroni yeah come on come with, on and a little macaroni and cheese on my stuffing and it just all ends up on one <laughs> so but if I do a brown butter sage chicken I you know I have to be very particular with my sides because I like for my I like the food to match yeah, I don't yeah, I yeah. don't like mitch matchy food. So um and he's not a big sweet potato fan. Um so if I did make any type of candy yams, it would just be for me. 
because he's not gonna eat them. Mm-hmm. Gotcha. Fair enough. So, have you narrowed down? Oh, you was just making sides. You didn't have to prepare a full meal. Yeah, no. My sister called me today. I have a. I have three sisters. Um, uh-huh. For all the listeners that want to know. Um, <laughs> But so my middle sister, Tyra, she called and I think she was going back and forth in between me just doing all the sides Mm -hmm. or just doing two sides. So, I mean, and all the sides would be stuffing, um, collard greens, macaroni and cheese. Um, Keith, who was Tyra's husband, really likes his mom's sweet potatoes. Uh And so for me, I'm like, listen, by all means, I do not want to be in a kitchen all day anyhow. So you will never catch me um, getting upset because someone prefers somebody else's uh, dish. I'm just like, cool, let's let's all eat. Um, So I'll probably do those three. Um, Tyra was thinking about getting a curried turkey, which I was just like, that could actually be crack or it could be (laughs) whack. So my hope is that it's actually crack. Mm -hmm. Um, Because I I like a lot of things curried anyhow. So Uh I'm a like curry chicken fan, curry goat, you know, Uh I can do it all. So just to like switch it up, they normally do like a smoked turkey or a fried turkey um, anyhow. So I'm kind of used to them not doing the traditional. Um, She did say that she was going to get some fried fish and some steamed shrimp as well. And then we may just call it a day. A nice nice slice of rum cake and some good old uh, vanilla bean ice cream. And we're going to be good. Yeah, I did settle on my dessert. I'm doing a German chocolate cake. So... Yeah, I did settle on that because my boyfriend and I were both not sweet potato pie fans. Yikes, sorry. <laughs> sorry. Sorry, not sorry. Um it I like I like sweet potatoes. I just I don't know and I've and listen, I made a sweet potato pie last year. Um and I know it tasted delicious because I tasted the filling. And, <laughs> <laughs> and the filling was on point. And the filling was on point. But it was something about after I baked it that I did not like the texture of it. Like, I don't like the texture of sweet potato. I made the crust by hand and everything. Oh, Flaky wow. butter and crust. Um, you know, I did put a little bourbon in my um, sweet potato pie. I put some okay. salted caramel maple syrup in it. Like, it was sweet. It was yeah. velvety. I just don't. When I put it in my mouth, I said, no. <laughs> just, I cannot do the texture of sweet potato pie. But I took that it to work. Interesting. And yeah. them niggas fucked it up. Okay. I was like, damn, that's a, and that was my first time ever making sweet potato pie. And my coworker wow. was like, there's no way in hell you've never made a sweet potato pie before. I was like, no, this is the very first time I've ever made it. She's like, very damn, this pie. pie is good. For somebody who who don't like it, number one. <laughs> number right. two, who made it for the first time. I said, yeah. Cooking is like, I, I can recognize what tastes good and what don't taste Thank good. Thank you. I mean, I think sometimes that's that's what it really just requires. Do you know how to pair items together? Right. Um and that's all it really takes and i think like if you understand the concept of how to make good sweet potatoes or how to make good yams a pie is not too far of a reach no, from that not so, at all so yeah 
you know, it is what it is. I'm, I'm going to do German chocolate cake. Uh, we're, we're a chocolate family. So that actually really takes a lot of weight off my shoulders. If it wasn't chocolate cake, then I was going to probably do a, um, a Dutch apple pie. Okay. Ooh, yeah, I would have done a Dutch apple pie. Um, I, I got to be in the mood for pound cake. Um, and I have it it's here dead. lately. Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, or a good seven up cake. You know, the aunties love mm, Come on, they, they love a seven up. <laughs> a good seven up cake. And you know, that's what I enjoy about the holidays. Just, you know, all the aunties putting their foot down in something and really thinking they be doing it. Thank you. Listen. You be like, Mabel, this macaroni and cheese is as hard as a brick of cocaine. Why is this? Why is this macaroni and cheese so far? Oh, golly. <laughs> like, was this a one cheese macaroni and cheese? Is that is that what we have reduced it to? So we talked about macaroni and cheese before. Before we wrap it up. And it is Thanksgiving. It's the holiday season. Macaroni and cheese is usually a staple in everybody's home. What do you put in your macaroni and cheese? Like, what are your go-to cheeses? Like, Thomas's macaroni and cheese. What are you doing? Yeah, my go-to, I love um, sharp cheddar. Mm-hmm. Like, we'll do a, a regular yellow sharp cheddar. Um, a white shark as well. I mm-hmm. normally either get a New York or a Vermont mm-hmm. that's kind of a white cheddar. Gotta throw in some Kerrygold Reserve cheddar because that adds, I think, a roundness to it. Um, I've used mozzarella before because I think that's a really good melting cheese. So even though the profile isn't large, but I think it gives it kind of the gooeyness that you want from a mac and cheese. Mm-hmm. Um, also, Asiago. I like okay. white as well. I'm a I, I'm a I'm a big cheese fan. Like I would use you know peppercorn, you know uh, Kobe Jack. Um, but if I had to kind of narrow my top five, it's like the extra sharp yellow, a sharp white, um, mozzarella, reserve cheddar is, is a must. Mm-hmm. Um, and then if I'm feeling fancy, you know, or if like something, if there's a good cheese that's like on sale or something, I normally try to get my cheeses from the deli section, honestly. I think sometimes those are a better kind of grade of cheese, but the regular dairy section normally be having the deals. So you've got to, you know, pick your poison. Um, Yeah, I would say that. I'm also a heavy cream um, person. I layer mine like a lasagna. So Mm -hmm. I'll put butter down on the pan. Um, and then I put the the mixture of my freshly grated cheeses down because why not? It's Thanksgiving. So, and hold on. Mm-hmm. Freshly grated cheeses. I want to speak to that very quickly. <laughs> Come on. Freshly grated. This is why freshly grated cheese is important. Packaged cheese or bag cheese, your typical crafts, your um uh, you know, your Cracker Barrel. I don't even think Cracker Barrel has bad cheese. They may, I don't know. Um, Sargento. Those <laughs> cheeses <laughs> have a powder on them 
to keep them from molding so they don't melt properly when you put them in your macaroni and cheese that's why it's important to grate cheese continue yeah um especially with the shredded cheese like it will look like just shredded cheese that has been warmed up. Yes. Um, it will not melt. So we'll do that. And then I put the noodles down and then I literally season every level. So salt, pepper, onion powder, garlic powder. Uh, um, and then I continue to, to layer until I get to my top layer. Mm-hmm. And then I'll add in my heavy cream. You know, some people still are of the ilk of where they use whole milk and eggs. <laughs> and I say, go for it. If that is your stage. Um, I still know people that use evaporated milk. And I've never tried it. Because it doesn't make any sense when there's fresh whole milk. I feel like canned items were meant for when we were in World War II. Oh, and okay. and while <laughs> and while we are on the precipice of another civil war based on something that was fought and lost over 200 years ago, I'm still going to use fresh uh, fresh dairy. So I use whole milk and I just pour it in there and then final layer with cheese and then bake covered for the first like 40 to 45 minutes depending on the size of your pan and then you uncover it for about 10 to 15 so that it gets like brown and kind of you know get that really nice crust on top now are you pre-boiling your noodles oh because that is the only option um yeah. Now the only thing that I will use the um, the no bake for is if I'm doing a lasagna. You know, sometimes they have like the the no bake uh, the noodles for that. But mm-hmm. for macaroni and cheese, you've got to boil <clears throat> your noodles. And the specific brand of noodle that I use is Barilla, B A R I L L A. They are probably the best kind of dried pasta that I've found um, takes seven minutes. So, and I think they have whatever their um, kind of ingredients are. It's super fresh. Um, there, There isn't a whole lot of preservatives. It's literally wheat and flour. Gotcha. There are no other, there are no additional ingredients. Um, yeah. I've never not cooked the noodles um, beforehand, so I'm not even sure how that would turn out, but that sounds like a QVC special that I'm not willing to buy, so. (laughs) Now, to be fair, when I make a skillet lasagna, no, I do not pre-boil my noodles. I actually break the noodles up. (laughs) Yeah, Put them in the sauce with, you know, some um, chicken stock give me a looser sauce so that they you know you have to wash the noodles now because they will stick and burn to the pan if you're not paying attention mm-hmm. um and um, wait do you use chef risha's skillet lasagna recipe uh i've seen her skillet lasagna recipe i do not follow it to a science um gotcha. i don't follow anybody's recipe to a science yeah i mean um, truth be told i feel like any yeah. recipe is just kind of like a roadmap, but 
And then she's like, okay, cool. I understand the mechanics of what needs to be done. And then I'm going to do my own thing. But shout out to Chef Risha. I do follow her. And uh, congratulations to her. She's pregnant again. Uh, oh, yes, 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 yes. yes. Um, but I've seen her recipe. I've seen uh, Jaya Can Cook. She's another uh, Instagram chef that I follow. Their skillet lasagna recipes are similar. Um, there's always a variance. And that's that's the thing with like recipes. You may write one and someone's like, oh, I've seen this here. Like you copied somebody's recipe. You can't copyright a recipe. That's the first thing. <laughs> um, and it's subjective. You know, everything is not always the same. But no, that same concept of how Chef Risha does it, I, I do it the same way. Um, gotcha, gotcha. Uh, and so I don't always use lasagna noodles either. Sometimes, I, you know, sometimes I use whatever the fuck I have in my cabinet. Because <laughs> that's also an option. It is also an option. Now, now for your macaroni and cheese, are you only using elbow macaroni? Oh. Mm. Are we are we stepping into that debate? Uh, okay. Let's let's have it. Um it depends on the mood that I am in. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I may use elbow noodles. Um, but I typically use um how do I wanna say this? For someone who is not a pasta aficionado. You would call it corkscrew pasta. Well, um, and I always say it wrong. <laughs> what is it? Capavati? Capa, yeah, Capavati. Yeah. Uh-huh. That's the noodle I normally use. Gotcha, um, gotcha, gotcha, gotcha. For my macaroni and cheese. Um, but I make macaroni I can make macaroni and cheese two different ways. So I have a budget-friendly version of macaroni and cheese. Oh, yeah. And there's then, always the, I need the fix. Yeah. And then I have my... Bitch, I'm stunting on you because I know you don't know how to make macaroni and cheese recipe. <laughs> I call it my return of the Mac Mac and cheese. <laughs> return of the Mac once again. Come on. So if you are on a budget this year and you want to make a macaroni and cheese that is good and you have a crock pot, crock pot mac and cheese, this is how I do it. So you are going to pre-boil your noodles al dente. So if you're using elbow noodles, I would say nine minutes. You probably can go seven. You probably can go a little under because it is cooking in the crock pot. So it's going to cook off in the crock pot. So you boil your noodles, rinse them in cold water because that is important to what? Stop the cooking process. Stop (laughs) Stop taking your noodles straight out of the strainer and then putting them in the pan and then making your macaroni and cheese and we're trying to figure out why the noodles have disintegrated in said macaroni and cheese because they they were cooking and still cooking on top of cooking and some still more. cooking so rinse, rinse that pasta in cold water that's the real thing dump your noodles into your crock pot um get a doot doot dollop of daisy eight ounce mm-hmm. thing of sour cream dump mm-hmm. that in there Get yourself a can of condensed cheddar cheese soup. Dump that in there. Then you're going to season salt, pepper, garlic powder, onion powder, smoked paprika. It goes in either of my macaroni and cheeses. But smoked paprika gives it kind of like that smoky flavor um, that I thoroughly enjoy with my macaroni and cheese. Now, I was talking shit about that packaged cheese. And I'm still going to talk shit about it. But guess what? (laughs) You can use it in this particular macaroni and cheese because you have the condensed cheddar cheese soup in there. And you have the sour cream in there. 
So using that packaged cheese, it will melt a little bit better in a crock yeah. pot because it's low and slow. Um, low and slow, so baby. Get yourself a bag of mild cheddar cheese. Get yourself a bag of sharp cheddar cheese. Get yourself a bag of mozzarella cheese. And you're like, oh my god, that sounds like a lot of macaroni and cheese. But what you're gonna do is, and oh, whole milk. Okay, so condensed cheddar cheese soup, sour cream, season, milk, stir it up. Now it's all wet. You know, it's got it's making a wop noise. You know what I'm saying? You're okay. excited about it. <laughs> <laughs> then cheese it, stir it up. Cheese it again, stir it up. Cheese it again, stir it up. Then you layer some cheese on the top. Make sure you are taste testing your macaroni and cheese. Oh, flaky kosher salt. Forgot that. I felt like that was obvious, but let me just tell right. you, not the little sis with the umbrella. Okay. Yeah. Not her. If you're still using iodized salt, we've got some issues. We have you gonna end up like Big Mama. Okay. Without a leg. Stop using that. Flaky kosher salt. And then put the crock pot on four hours. I say four hours because it doesn't really need to cook for eight hours. But you do need to wash it because it isn't a crock pot. It is cheap. It will burn on the outside if you're not paying attention to it. I say put it on for four hours. You probably can pull it out in like three minutes. So that's a, a cheaper way of making macaroni and cheese. And it still tastes really good. It's still going to give you your cheesy effect. Um, it's not stiff like your auntie's macaroni and cheese that she bakes in that silver pan. So in this one and we will pick back. Also like the wig that she has picked up the day before. So I thought <laughs> the shake you were <laughs> the shake that she got out of a bag. So I, I thought that that's what uh, we were having a moment on and I was just like, hold it. It's my sh- my shit has not come back in the room. <laughs> Listen, like Big Mama, I too have to take the fuck. <laughs> <laughs> um, uh, I wonder how many, I wonder how many shaking goes were purchased for next week. Hmm. Hopefully, not a lot because I really want people to know that we're still in a pandemic <laughs> like <laughs> and numbers are going up yeah on a tuesday yeah so but you know i think people are still going to gather in some sort of you know fashion yeah. i just i just want people to be safe um my dad turned 70 in january mm-hmm. so i'm kind of like yeah, my nigga, like, I need you to, I need you to lock it down. You know, yeah. like, our parents are kind of getting to that age where they're, like, super susceptible. And and I don't want to be a carrier and then give it to a relative or, or anyone like that. Um, so sure. I am um, definitely going to be mindful. My parents are children compared to your father. My parents are 54 <laughs> and 53. <laughs> oh, oh, yeah, oh, yeah. Yeah. So, yeah, I agree. I mean, I, I, you know, I don't know. Um, it is unfortunate that people will not be able to spend, because I know how much people look forward to the holiday season, mm-hmm. to um, 
spend with family so you can all sit around and eat that same dry ass potato salad and smile okay. like you're enjoying it when you know you hate it. Um, but nobody has the heart to tell Aunt Kay Listen. that this cornbread is very dense. No. <laughs> yeah. Listen. I have a relative. I'm not going to say on what side of the family it is. Okay. Um, but there, there is a there's a cornbread that gets made, and honey every every year at any occasion, <laughs> and there is corn in it, and I want you to know mm. it's not shucked corn. It is canned. It is canned. It's canned, and um, I don't know if you've had you you were down here. Um, mm-hmm. you, you probably have these in Maryland, as y'all say. In Maryland! Maryland. Um, there's this place, it's called Bojangles. Mmm, okay. Um, or Bojangles, okay. For, Bojangles for you less cultured Negroes. Mm-hmm. And they have an item on their menu, and it is called a bow round. A bow round. Which is like an inch thick. <laughs> compacted hash brown like a little potato yeah and if it's not prepared properly you know let's just say there's too much grease in the fry pan right they get really oily yeah like you could take a napkin and squeeze it and you could literally like moisturize your face with the amount of grease and lay your edges yes the cornbread Thomas (laughs) is that same same texture. She put a little cheese in a little jalapeno. Oh. Um, see. And it's I am not, also the family member that's just like, you can just bring the Canada drop. So, this auntie is a <laughs> Shut up. Shut up. And ladies and gentlemen, this is where we have come to the end of the program. <laughs> Thank you all for listening. <laughs> a caterer? Yes. She catered. And you know, growing growing up, I thought my auntie's food was so good. And when I think back on some of the things now, I'm like, girl, what the fuck? <laughs> Like, what did you have us in here eating? I, so, I'm one of those people, I absolutely love red velvet cake. And people Mm, love my red velvet cake. You do make a good red velvet cake. Thank you. Um, I hate for people to say, oh, I don't like chocolate cake, but I like red velvet cake. You're stupid. Don't ever say that stupid shit to me again. Because red velvet cake is chocolate cake. (laughs) Dyed red. Um, Just say you want the cream cheese frosting. Like, right. just say that. Just say that. Um, and my aunt, I hate nuts in red velvet cake. That's, I, I don't put nuts in my red because I don't like it. It's why? A, I don't like the texture of nuts. No, I'm saying, why would anyone put nuts in a red velvet cake? <laughs> I, I, traditionally, older black women put nuts in the red velvet cake. Like Down here in the cake? South. No, it's, I, some, it depends. Sometimes it's the nuts, it's walnuts are baked okay. into the cake layer. Sometimes it's in the frosting. Okay, the so, frosting I've seen, but mm-hmm. like in the physical cake, yeah. why? 
I have no Just maybe like a, like a yeah. carrot cake or something where you would put nuts gotcha. in it. Yeah. They do the yeah. same thing with like the red velvet. Um, I always hated that part of my mom's cake. I would just kind of pluck the nuts out. Even though I don't mind walnuts, but I just didn't want them in the cake. Yeah. And she's one of those ones that's he- light on the chocolate so oh, that the yeah. red velvet cake is actually red, which I don't like. Um, I'm, I like a, I'm going for a nice, uh, crimson. Crimson, come on. Um, color for my red velvet cake. I yeah. don't like stop sign red red because <laughs> there's to me there's no chocolate in it. Yeah, you're only putting maybe a tablespoon or two or chocolate while my shade puts a whole uh, third of a cup. <laughs> yeah. And I use Dutch press uh, chocolate, not there we that, go. Um, semi uh, sweet Hershey cocoa yeah. powder. No, I want the Dutch pressed cocoa powder. The Dutch pressed, okay. and I'm probably gonna throw a little piece of cheesecake. Betwixt okay. the two layers. Mm-hmm. So now mm-hmm. it's a red velvet cheesecake cake. Um, but that's just me. So, like I said, looking back on it. Now, let's see. Oh. <laughs> Come on. <laughs> Woo. If you look back over your life. <laughs> The devil tried to get me just think. <laughs> Woo, honey, well, I look back on it. Now, sis knows she can make a 7-Up cake. But yeah. everything else. Mm-mm. Keep it. But it, I, you know what? I, I That's that old southern way of cooking. Mm-hmm. Um, heavy on the butter, heavy on the oil, heavy on the lard. Just like, why? There's other ways to achieve that goal without having to use all of that. We know that now. Uh, but like you said, using what you got. So, um, yeah, I've got a lot of aunts and uncles. So I could imagine that back in the day, you know, on either side of my family, like, it just, listen. We got all these kids. <laughs> right. We have to make it like stretch. So right. this is just what it's gonna be, but uh, Well we have to make it dense so it's filling. Yeah. So they can only really eat one slice. Listen, I told my grandma I need to go see her for her 72nd birthday. <laughs> and I told her I said she was Llama beans and a baked sweet potato <laughs> is not a meal. <laughs> <laughs> okay. I need you to get a protein. I need you to get a protein on this <laughs> Listen, lima beans and some stewed tomatoes. Listen. They will go in on that. I told my grandma, I said, come on, play. I opened up your freezer. Where is the protein? <laughs> Like she didn't have a bunch of frozen meat? No. I'm telling you, my grandma could just eat beans and a sweet potato. Like, that is a <laughs> meal for her. I don't know what you eat today. Girl, I could see a sweet potato. Yeah, me some beans. Now, granted, Mel ain't cook, she ain't cooking, though, like canned beans. This right, is right, right. cooking beans, for sure. But She's soaking beans. Yeah. 
I'm like, I guess maybe after all that effort, I wouldn't want to use nothing. <laughs> Just give me the right. But I think that's like a, you know, that's an old people thing. Like, yeah. beans. That's what they survived mm-hmm. on. Yeah. Honey, beans. And, and beans are protein, but, you know. They are, but... Honey, for those who don't know, I am plus size, okay? <laughs> so, don't bring me no fucking beans. <laughs> <laughs> Unless they are chili beans and there's some ground beef <laughs> and you know some some red bell peppers, some onions, right. you know some green bell peppers. It's in, it's in a thick sauce, and you brought me a piece of buttery sweet mm. cornbread. Come on, <laughs> don't bring me no beans and a dollop of sour cream. Listen, with a sprinkle of cheddar cheese. Pepper Jack, actually. I like a little Pepper piece. Jack. Because <laughs> you're going to take it up a notch. Yeah. I just... Speaking of plus size, Beyonce. I can't. Okay, okay. I was just like, oh, Lord, where are we going? Beyonce. Beyonce. Did you get your drip? I got my drip. Um, and I okay. will be honest, okay. I didn't get any clothing. Um, because I wasn't too into... <sighs> I wasn't... <sighs> Beyonce, listen. <laughs> Ivy Park dress, right? As cute as it is, it looks like like a tennis dress, like a girl who like yeah. Serena Williams would wear it. And I'm not wearing that anywhere. That's not my particular <laughs> style of athleisure. Right. So, um, and then the aviator, I'm getting ready to jump from the moon um, to you know skydive. I'm not really gonna wear that either. Um, if I were to buy any of the clothes, it would probably just sit in my fucking closet because where am I wearing it? Like, I would never right, do that. Right, right. So I did get the mask. I got the okay, three pack of nice. mask and I got the duffel bag. Mm, Something I, would I wanted use. the duffel bag. <laughs> it was, um, right, actually buy items that you wear. Mm-hmm. The duffel bag was sold out by the time I got in. Um, but I did get, I got, uh, like a hoodie, a sweatshirt, um, shoes and maybe sweatpants. Oh, so you sent your refund check. Got it. Because all well, the <laughs> well, <laughs> so I got the it. shoes on the first drip mm-hmm. and then the drip 2.21 or whatever, um, is where I got the sweatpants and everything else gotcha. because it was black and gold, so I'm just like, oh, oh sure. right. If all else fails, this will be what I wear for homecoming next year. Mm-hmm. And whatever New Five wants to do, hopefully it matches with my Ivy Park. And that's all I've got to say. And that's all I've got to say about that. I got <laughs> the shoes from the last drip yeah. to drip two. I got a pair. The, of, uh, the night joggers or the the ones that weren't like green and I got like, there was the one that was the white kind of platform oh mm-hmm. man those were the really good ones too okay mm-hmm. yeah I got those in the last strip and so now I have the mask and a duffel bag I will use that duffel bag more than I use anything because yeah we're constantly going places and yeah I don't pack real suitcases you need a, yeah you need a good travel bag <laughs> yeah so. Like I did actually like that there were items that's just like cool. I will actually use this. Yeah. Thank you. For sure. Like the I started to buy more of the mask 
because I was able to get in again this morning and nothing was, uh, you know, the outfits for sure were sold out. Um, and this is what I meant to say. I do love Beyonce, but I do feel like, um, Mama, if you are going to advertise, advertise that you have sizes up to four eggs and I want it to be quick, my shade is nowhere near a fucking four eggs. But <laughs> <laughs> if you are going to have, you know, this is a one X, a two, you know, if I've eaten, definitely a two. If I've been to the gym a consistent week, I can do a one. <laughs> I can do a right. You know, you know. Um, but for my girls in my community, because I'm short, so I'm I'm five five exactly. Um, and I I'm short and compact. Really? <laughs> yes. I'm five five exactly. I always thought you were taller than that. No, I carry it well. <laughs> See, because I'm a woman of alpha, have alpha. Okay. I carry my head high. So it gives me <laughs> an extra two inches to look over you other bitches. So, <laughs> um, no, but I'm exactly five five, um, and I I'm short and I'm compact. So I I get it, but I feel like you know for my girls, if you're gonna offer forex, it can't be in like the stuff that ain't that cute. Like I mean, all of it's nice, but like you know how you know a big girl didn't want the cat suit from the last dress. But okay. You don't, you don't carry the cat suit in the bigger right. sizes. It stops at an extra large. Now Adidas runs big, but it don't run that big. <laughs> but it don't. You run. know what I'm saying? So a girl that's truly a two X, an extra large, it'll fit, but it ain't gonna fit correctly. So but you can't breathe. Right. So that's just my only feedback for you know the plus size girls, and then it's like okay, um, one of my girlfriends. Uh, got some stuff from the last group and she was like I honestly could have went down a size but we were unable to tell because the size guide was not like a true size guide so it was really hard to kind of tell like you're saying yeah. that an extra large is like a 16, 18 and a you know a, a 2X is like a 20, 22 uh, really sis I don't I think that's how you pair that like <laughs> so the size guy. We're missing was, some numbers. Yeah. yeah, we're missing some numbers. So the size guy was a little off. Um, and truthfully, Beyonce, this the drip honestly is like brunch wear. I mm-hmm. wouldn't work out in none of this. <laughs> At all. No. And I loved it. And mm. another thing, I'm gonna say this, and you know I'm gonna be the video. I'm a Beyonce stand, but this is what I'm gonna tell you. Beyonce, every fucking thing looks good on you. Ever. You you got to give me some other models, <laughs> okay, sis? You could make a potato sack look good. I need if you won't say you offer shit in plus sizes. I need Gabourey Cinebay to be a model. I need to see what a true plus size is going to look like. <laughs> because we all are not as sculpted as the queen. Honey, I don't have no hips. <laughs> I literally don't have hips. You know, and they said when you started fucking, you got hips. And I've been doing it for a long time and I still don't have none. So that's a myth. Well, that's an urban legend. So I literally <laughs> And you are the myth buster. Okay. I don't have hips, sis. So when you put on like a cat suit, your body is like, pow, pow, pow. My body's right. gonna be like bounce Cootie tag. Okay. <laughs> it's not the same thing, Beyonce. You cannot give me a petite Asian woman and a girl who you're calling plus size, but sis is really a fucking size 14, which is no. I know plus size in the modeling world. 
but in real life, you slim thick with your cute ass if you were 14. I mean, the true plus size model, like Rihanna does with Savage Fenty. Yeah, she does. Rihanna does get the the everyday, you know, like she makes them, I think, more high fashion, but a lot of them, I think their body types are, are way more just like a actual, what a common, and that sounds degrading in a way, but like what the average person will look like in these clothes. Right. And that's what I can appreciate. Please don't go to Tokyo and go get me a runway model talking about some drip 2.2. Girl. <laughs> I'm so sick of you. I did like the video, like the 80s workout video. Like, I thought that was cute. You know what's so interesting is I strut around in my Ivy Park sweatpants from when Ivy Park first came out and none of you niggas bought it. Um, That's always Quite like the house of Darion. And you know what? I, I, I genuinely cannot understand why Ivy Park now is such a phenomenon because Beyonce didn't become a bigger artist. She's yeah. just as big now as she was when she launched Ivy Park the first time. Now, the first time Sis launched it, it truly was athletic wear. Like, yeah. I'm going to the gym. This yeah. is what I'm wearing. To me, this is more athleisure Athlete, for fashion. Yeah. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. like, I can go on the runway and wear this. Not like I'm going to the gym. I would never, I can't imagine seeing it besides the like workout pants. The ones that she does have for the women. But even though, honey, that's going to the grocery store. <laughs> <laughs> We're going to have ourselves a little moment in these, not just to get sweaty. And because it's like limited edition, mm-hmm. how many people are really wearing this stuff out there? You know what I'm saying? You spent $85 on them pants. Okay. Now, for somebody else, girl, it's just $85. For me in my house, Mm-hmm. That's a nice amount of money. That's a little nice chunk. Of, that's a hundred dollars. Okay. Because um, we round up. We in round this up house. to the nearest hundred in this house. Um, yeah. That's just my feedback on the on the drip. Um, now Beyonce, don't start that shit again in a couple weeks. I don't have any more money. We the the, the funds have been depleted. You've okay? taken all I've got. Um. I do think, though, I think the partnership with Adidas is probably the biggest change agent in this. Because the first one, I think, was just released by her. And it was in, like, Topshop and Nordstrom, which are great. But I don't think in the bigger scheme of, like, mass appeal, Mm -hmm. I don't think Topshop, especially, that is not... Topshop is really in like DC, New York, LA, maybe Miami. Mm -hmm. You know, like it's one of those kind of real exclusive stores. So I don't even know if a lot of people were aware, you know, like they didn't have the access to it um, like they do with Adidas, which is freaking everywhere. Yeah. So I think by just like the level of exposure that Adidas has, and I think the level of budget that Adidas also put forth towards marketing. Cause I'm like, I know them shoots were expensive. Yeah. You know, like y'all got Beyonce talking, like y'all got her smiling and laughing. Like y'all put up some bread for that. You know like, what? That wasn't just like a, you know, we got a really great photographer 
and were on the cover of L. I would like, argue no. that Parkwood did them, did them, them commercials, did their advertisement. That's all her. Oh, it's all owned by Parkwood, mm-hmm. but I feel like Adidas actually put forth the bag to pay for the commercial. Really? Really? Oh, but yeah, but it's all Parkwood Entertainment moving forward. Mm-hmm. Like there, there is, there is. I feel like everything is licensed out to people, and it is all owned by Parkwood, which is smart. You're not going to end up like Taylor Swift crying Ooh. about your masters. And on that note, because <laughs> I am not a Taylor Swift fan, and I don't have the energy this evening. Um, to cap for Mayo Cella, but you know. <sighs> Bless her heart, though. Bless her heart. Yeah. Uh, Damn. She'll make it back, though. I ain't worried about KK. Oh, yeah. I mean, um, in the last decade, she's... Her her tour sales, the gross has been close to a billion dollars. Like, Taylor Swift is so goddamn rich that, like, Yes, she deserves to have her masters back or whatever, but like she even said that she's re-recording all of the music anyhow. So that's what's going to be on streaming platforms moving forward. So she's gonna be fine. Yeah, I've never seen it for Tay Tay. I've never really gotten it. And like truth be told, as much of a dickhead as Kanye West is, he actually did make her famous. Like, to me, if Kanye never had that moment, she would have won the award, and then that's that would have been the end of it. I think that Taylor Swift was all... I feel like that moment, like, literally catapulted her. And see, I, I, I have to disagree. Taylor Swift was already Taylor Swift at that point. But I think that the extra publicity in her favor is yeah. what made her more popular than she already was because it was like this sweet little white girl being bullied by this black man (laughs) right? who truthfully told no motherfucking lies that night not a lie at all I don't give a fuck what any of the Swifties have to say there was no lies that was told that evening (laughs) y'all love to shit on Beyonce when it comes to award time y'all love to do that shit um but I guess nobody gives a fuck because sis has Grammy, so who gives a fuck about your little MTV award? But still. Right, um, still. Still. But you saw that Beyonce now has earned over 700 awards mm-hmm. like in her professional career, which is just like, she's right below Michael Jackson. An icon. That's crazy. Let's talk about that time Michael dangled that baby out that window in Paris. I mean... The whole baby's life was in his hands. <laughs> like, my life is in your hands. <laughs> like, it was just like, what? 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 Michael said. What convinced you that that was of the best of decisions? Michael said, they, they, they're fans, the fans, they wanted to see places. <laughs> <laughs> so you decided. To dangle your baby from the 96th floor of a building with a fucking blanket over it. So not only is the baby suffocating, the baby has no <laughs> neck, neck or back support. <laughs> You're just dangling this child out this window. I mean, and now may suffer from shaken baby syndrome because, like, 
what is really going you know what on. I mean, if you notice when Michael went to go pull Blanket back across the bl- Blanket little ankle tap that rail. <laughs> a little baby hairline <laughs> fracture. Just because you wanted to dangle this baby out the window. I love Michael Jackson. I'm laughing, but I genuinely God rest his soul. Oh no. Him and Whitney Houston and Prince. I mean, we kind of talked about this mm-hmm. last time, but like, I really would want to know, like, in this moment, how, how, you know, like, what kind of artist would they be? Like, just celebrity is different, fame is, like, all of that stuff is just different. So, like, what kind of celebrity would they be? Especially because Mike died so early. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I feel like you rock my world Mike was where we were gonna be I feel yeah. like it wasn't gonna get it wasn't there wasn't gonna be much variance from that point um because the reality is Michael can still tour with his entire catalog like you really don't have to try oh he would not have had to try as hard um with new music but it would have been interesting to see who he linked with had he still been yeah. around like you know who would he have wanted to I could definitely see a Michael Jackson in her record, even though I know Michael Ooh. Jackson um, uh, with the whole guitar thing, her Prince Janelle Monet. I get Prince, that, yeah. But yeah, I, yeah, yeah, I, yeah. I would like to think that Michael would have done a song with her, for sure. Wow, for sure. Prince as well. They both would have had songs. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, male wise, uh, I would like to think that Michael would know who Duran was. And he wow. would he would yeah. want to do something yeah. with him. Yeah, I mean, and Prince would have already known who Duran was because of Badu. Yeah. So that would have been a, a no-brainer. Oh, that's unfortunate. Yeah. Now, what I will mm. tell you is... Do you um, think him and Chris Brown would have finally collaborated? Sounds like a no, but all right. Okay, so uh, <laughs> sounds like a resounding no. Uh, listen, I adore Chris Brown musically, character-wise, it's a little questionable. Mm. Um, Very. but I I have been a fan of Chris Brown since he was running it. Um, and uh, I had a Chris Brown poster that hung in my dorm room. Um, which for some people was a little weird, but then I was like, you know, Chris Brown's literally one year younger than me, so it's not that weird. <laughs> um, I can't see it. I, I don't know. Maybe. Maybe. I don't see how Michael would do a song with Chris Brown before he would have done one with Usher. Right. So, I, I, that's that's a little... that's. I I could see it, though. I could see... Chris Brown being kind of like the bad boy and having done such an amazing job on the tribute uh, in hindsight, obviously. But I feel like if Michael was still around, um, he liked to link with, you know, the youngins. He, he was yeah, he, he yeah. liked music by the generation that was well after him. So maybe, but I, again, I would almost be like, but why not Usher first? Yeah, Usher is such a, that's such an obvious decision. Yeah. But I also, I can see it. I can see it. 
Um, I'm not gonna say I would like it, but well, you can see I it. could see it. Um, I can see that level of adoration. Um, mm-hmm. Getting to Mike and him wanting to, you know, partner with him. I, I can yeah. see it. I don't know who the hell would produce it, but I can see it. <laughs> I'm like, it kind of would have to be like a Rodney Jerkins type of producer. Because I feel like Rodney is clearly already worked with Mike. Mm-hmm. And I feel like he's worked with Chris too, so he would know how to balance the talent. Mm-hmm. Like, I don't need Kanye West producing this record. Like, that's it's too many egos in a room at that point. Right. Um, now, I could see someone like a Babyface or Teddy Riley really, really flipping a record and, like, making it hot. Mm-hmm. And like a, you expect it to be a big dance record because both of them are are heavy oh, it's in for that. Sure, it for sure would have been a dance record because you need the um, video. The video would have been iconic. You, the video, right? Like you need the video. So, um, so I could see like a, I could see Babyface like coming out of retirement almost to kind of do something, but it's got to be the right. It's got to be the right record. Yeah would definitely have to be the right record um but like is it gonna be Mike Will Made It hell no no but I mm, I can see T-Pain yes uh well you know Timberland did the that unofficial Michael Jackson official Michael Jackson album oh that's Mm -hmm. right probably would have been Timberland who knows you know who else? Michael probably would have linked up with Summer Walker. You know they both like to whisper. I'm hoping Ooh. Janet gets on. <clears throat> Just because they the whisper queen. <laughs> and like, so have you seen Summer Walker's new commercial for, is it for Landvin or something? Mm-hmm. Where she's singing Santa Baby. Santa oh, Baby. Yes, I heard it. Terrible. Sorry. But I feel like Janet could actually help her hone in what her artistry is supposed to be. I like Summer Walker's tone and I like some of her songs. Um, I'm not going to call myself a Summer Walker fan, but a lot of her music that I have come across, like I listened to her last album um, or EP or whatever. I believe that was an album. Um, Mm -hmm. It was good. It was good. Mm -hmm. I think that she is very well produced on an album but one there. thing I can give her is the few times that I've seen like her live performances or her like her, I believe she has a tiny desk too she sounds the same yes yeah, she does so I I, yeah. I can't say sis, this voice is her voice it's um, consistent it yeah. is consistent for sure I just that Santa Baby didn't hit it for me but I am an old school Eartha Kid Santa Baby so thank you thank <laughs> you um that's just so me. unless you're gonna be giving Eartha Kit teas, yeah. then like we good, we good. Yeah, the only person that has a version of that song that I mildly enjoy is Tamar Braxton. Yeah, um, Tamar is actually a talent. It's yeah. a whole lot of additional that comes along with it, but she's she, a old girl can sing. Absolutely, absolutely. So, are you one of those people that think Tamar can? better than Tony Braxton. Ooh, I, they're apples and oranges. Like, <clears throat> they're apples and oranges, and I think Tony is the blueprint, and I think Tamar 
has the ability to sing in the style of Tony, mm-hmm. but she pulls, I think, from Mariah. I think she pulls from Deborah Cox. You know, so I think she's playing in a different sandbox than Tony Braxton. Um, but as far as consistency goes, I prefer Tony over Tamar because Tamar can be a little pitchy live mm-hmm. um, where she doesn't always hit the mark. So for me, I would prefer a Tony a Tony Braxton album record cut over a Tamar uh, cut, especially if you're doing like when Tony was really in her bag. Mm-hmm. Um, I would I would take any Tony Braxton song over a Tamar song. But I recognize that Tamar has a voice and she uses it well. Mm. What about you? Oh, there's no fucking question. Tony is. <laughs> <laughs> I was going to say something, but I'm going to offend somebody if I say it the wrong way. So oh. You'll be all right. Say it in a different way. Tony, to me, is Ivy League. Tamar mm. is community college. But I Ooh. think that Tamar's voice is amazing. It is just something about the way Tony, it's something about that tone mm-hmm. that just, it's unparalleled. It, like, yeah, 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 yeah. It's hard to, yep. I don't even know how to really describe it. It's something about Tony Braxton's voice that just, huh, it's so beautiful, even though it's so deep. For mm-hmm. traditionally for a woman, it's uh, it's breathy. It's I just Tamar, she yells a lot to me. Yeah, yeah. Um, but she can, she can sing now, and it is unfortunate that you have you your sister is song for the first. Um, because it's almost like Beyonce and Solange, like Solange, yeah, yeah. you know. Yeah. Even though they're truly apples and oranges, yeah. you know, like you still get the inevitable comparison. Yeah, uh, yeah, and uh, you know, and Tamar and her sisters did back up for Tony, so you know they can fucking sing because I would have never fucking right. guessed. I thought those were other women. I didn't know those were her sisters for years. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So you know, they're all very talented. Um, it's, it's 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 unfortunate that uh, Mama didn't market them as a group. Well, I think she I, originally I she did. did. I know. <clears throat> and it was Tony that kept getting, you know, kind of soloed out. So I think that's how the deal ended up going. But it's nothing like a sibling harmony, though. Those yes. are, will always be the tightest harmonies that you hear, yeah. which is why I think them singing background for her was seamless because they can match that tone, um, which is really hard to do. Yeah, God bless them, Lucas. Let me tell you something. Cain and Abel, honey. Why the <laughs> fuck is she in <laughs> I'm just as talented. <laughs> like, what is the issue? I'm gonna be on. I... Cause she can do that. That's why. Yes. Oh God, I love Tony Braxton. She's 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 really everything. Don't leave me in all this pain. Don't leave me in the rain. Come on, now 
if she could only enunciate that I mean she would really be superb but she gets that from Anita Baker who is honey Listen, sing every vowel. Sing listen. every vowel. You're not gonna do Auntie Anita. I was listening to, uh, and we do this every time. Damn near two hour podcast. Mm-hmm, <laughs> mm-hmm. Um, and, and we've been said we're gonna say goodbye. Yeah, and we are. <laughs> I was listening to No One in the World by Anita Baker. I don't know if you're from. Oh wow! Now. And yeah. it's the breakdown. <laughs> and I literally had to, and I've been singing that song for years. What the hell is Anita saying? <laughs> now what is now what, what is Auntie saying? <laughs> when Anita says, "I need you here in my life," and she drags that night that note, and then it goes back into the chorus, and no, no, and then she says something, and I had to, I said, "What the fuck is Anita saying?" Because <laughs> I just, what is she saying? I mean, like, what? We've got no clue. No, and I'm almost certain when I pulled up the lyric and I kept listening to it. Um they say the lyric is you bring heaven down on me. But I'm almost certain that's not what the fuck I need is. <laughs> almost certain. I'm almost certain. I, I don't think uh genius lyrics got that one correct. I don't no. I don't even think I need to know what the fuck she was saying. Listen, and I've seen her live now like three times. Oh my god, Yeah, so when she was doing her farewell tour, she came, she did a residency at the MGM um, casino and hotel here oh in Maryland. God. This was, ooh, uh, it had to have been last year maybe. This was either 2018 or 2019. It's getting fuzzy. I'm gonna have to look through my um, look through my Instagram stories, but they wouldn't let you record. So I think I literally got like a photo before we went in, and they were like strict about you recording because they were like, "Oh, she's gonna release it on DVD or it's supposed to be going to PBS or whatever." Mm-hmm. But I bought tickets. I had another friend that bought tickets and then you know like all everyone just like bought tickets for different nights that that they were there so she brought out Layla Hathaway which was just like magic Mm -hmm. um it was just it was a really 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 excuse me uh great show and if she never tours again um since they were saying it's the farewell I'm just like cool I got to see her when she was still in good voice you know she had on a kitten heel um but she was she was great like it was just really kind of one of those once in a lifetimes where I'm just like I've been saying I want to see her before she ends it or stops going live um, and so I was glad I, I got to, um, gl- really glad I got to see her. Oh, you're so lucky. I saw Janet Jackson in concert when I first moved to Charlotte. Mm, um, <laughs> what? And surprisingly, I had never been to a Beyonce concert. And I had Wait, ne- really? I've never been to a Beyonce concert. And Janet Jackson, when wow. I saw her here at um, the PNC, that was the mm-hmm. first concert I'd ever been to. Wow. Yes, I was 28. <laughs> no, it's 27. First time I've ever mm-hmm. been to a concert. Um, wow. Yeah, I was very sheltered as a child. I didn't get to go to any of the fucking screen tours. Okay. Yeah. I missed those. Well, yeah. <laughs> um, 
And when it comes to Beyonce, I just never have the money when the tickets go and say, I'm not even going to be one of those people that lie. <laughs> I just, every time a tour comes up, I never have the fucking money. So Listen, <laughs> Kid Fury and Crystal said, keep you an account. Yeah, well, C- Kid, Chris, Kid Fury and Crystal also are worth way more than I am. Listen, and I listen. have a real job with real bills and student loans. I cannot afford to keep just money just sitting and I'm trying to buy a house now but if Beyonce was to go on tour tomorrow guess what no actually I would be in better shape I have credit cards now so (laughs) I didn't have them back then I have credit cards now so I would be in better shape now but no never been to a Beyonce concert and every year I say the same fucking thing um damn I wish I had gone to that concert damn I wish I I think the one that I wish I had gone to is not even the formation because I've seen a lot of clips of those and um, I, whereas I do like Lemonade, it's honestly whew, not my favorite Beyonce album. For me, it's ranked yeah. very low. Um, yeah. I wish I had gone to the Mrs. Carter tour. That's the one mm. I wish I had gone to. And that was my first Beyonce concert. Yeah. Yeah. So, uh, God, what year was that? Like 2012, mm-hmm. maybe 2011, 2012. Um, I just graduated from Coastal and I got this really great opportunity to go out to LA to work the BET Awards. Mm -hmm. And one of the ladies who I was working with was in like the sales or she was working with talent, whatever. And she was just like, hey, I have have extra tickets for the concert tonight. Like, do you want to go? And of course I was just like, hell yeah, like I want to go. And she was like, cool, like, she sold me the ticket for $100. And I was just like, can't beat it. So that was like my first concert of hers. And I was just like, yeah, I think I got to see every other tour because it's only going to get better from here. But I think what I've always liked about her live is that she just really gives you a whole show. You know, like for two hours, this is jumping, dancing, singing, choreography, like costumes, like from top to bottom. She really knows what it means to put on a full show and you really leave feeling like, okay, this is, maybe you spent more than what you wanted to, but like, this was a really, really, really great um, experience. And I've been pretty lucky to always get tickets like, in like the 250 range. Mm-hmm. Um, and so it's expensive. It's probably the most expensive that I'd ever pay for a concert. Um, but I always know that like, cool, for these two hours, I'm gonna get my whole life. You know, like yeah. it's going to be probably, if if anybody else is on tour that summer, this is probably gonna be the best concert that I'm gonna see anyhow. So yeah. I, I fork over the money and I cry about it later. I, um. I did get tickets to um, the last tour that they did, her and Jay-Z on together. The run uh-huh, on the yeah, run yeah, too. Yeah. Oh, in Columbia. No, or... I actually got my ticket when I was sitting at work for Atlanta. And I got that ticket oh. for $180. I had the best fucking seat. And I was texting my homeboy and I said, you need the tickets are on sale, you need it. And he was like, why the fuck did you just buy my ticket? And I was like, nigga. <laughs> I had enough for my fucking ticket. I didn't have enough for your ticket. So then when he went to get out, Atlanta sold out, 
And this Whoa. was before Columbia was even a part of the league. So Columbia was l- later added. And by the time we went through all that, I sold my ticket. And then when the Columbia um, wow. tour got added, it was on a big fucking Tuesday. And I could not get off work. Yeah. So I, I, yep. So right. I should have just kept my ticket and went to fucking Atlanta by myself. But I was trying to be a good best friend. So I sold my okay. ticket. And uh, he ended up going with his family to the Beyonce concert. He said it was really good. My god sister went. She's not even a huge Beyonce fan, but she said it was really good. So I know Beyonce said in that Vogue article she wants to take some time <laughs> and enjoy herself. But I'm hoping okay. I'll come up out of retirement, with, you know, before I'm one, forty. One, one, so I, can I mean, I feel like she can really tour however long she wants to. But I feel like the whole stadium tour and all of the theatrics of that. That takes a lot of, that's a big, it takes a toll on your body and everything. So I think just realistically, she is pretty much 40. So I feel like unless she's doing it like Tina Turner, where she's just walking from left to right, um, I feel like because her tours are also so choreography heavy, I feel like she may have one to two kind of those big, you know, football stadium tours left in her just because of the toll that it takes on her body. Um, unfortunately, because after her, there really is nobody else who I like. I do want to see Drake in concert because Drake just has so many, his catalog is so expansive. So even if you're not a big Drake fan, you're going to have a good time. Mm-hmm. Um, but they're really... Now, I did see <laughs> Future and the Migos. And one thing I will say about the Migos is that goddamn Hannah Montana mm-hmm. still slaps, okay? Still! <laughs> um, but I'm trying to think, who else? Like, there really aren't any other artists. Like, I've already seen Kanye and the Sunday Service Choir. Like, I saw them live when they were here at Howard. So I'm like, I've seen that. Like, I get... I get the hype around it. I don't okay. necessarily need to see that like over and over again. Um, I'm trying to think. There really is nobody else who I'm just dying to see. And of the new artists, like Meg still has some work to go before I'm really like pressed to see her live. Um, even Cardi has a lot of work to go before I'm mm-hmm. pressed to see her live just because they're rappers, they're not really like entertainers. And I don't, if that makes any sense. So, and they have the team, you know, like Jaquel Knight, who is Beyonce's kind of lead choreographer is working with Meg. So like her shows I'm sure will be phenomenal. I just don't know, like I would be okay with getting a nosebleed seat just to be like, just to see what was going on. But, um, now yeah. I did see her live and she's a great show because she's such a musician. So that's one mm-hmm. that I really enjoyed. Um, like Fantasia is, you know, lightning in a can. So that's great if she is your artist. Um, but there's really nobody else where I'm like, mm-hmm. I think after Beyonce where I will really be clamoring to see. Cause Rihanna, is beautiful gowns like she's not i like the fact that beyonce is like really singing down you know like we know now some of them she's lip singing or you know she's singing over a vocal track but like rihanna has never been the vocalist of an artist like that was never really what made her pop 
So, like, I don't know. Like, ain't really too many other people out there. Yeah, I'm yes. a weirdo yes. that yes. wanted to see Michael Jackson. Yes, yes, I yes. wanted to see Anita Baker if she decides to do it again. <laughs> like, so, mm, yeah, would have loved a Luther concert. Um, <laughs> um, uh, you know, so, you know, unfortunately, yeah. I'm yeah, like those, Whitney. yeah, like you got to, you know, um, I mean, a Marvin Gaye concert or a Barry White concert. I do want to see Earth, Wind & Fire before they stop. You know, like that is just the. Uh, that's like that's one. Oh yes, that would yeah, fun. yeah, yeah. And you know who gives the show? Gladys Knight. Now, when I tell you, Mama is moving. Mm. She was performing at some some function that was happening at the African American Museum of History and Culture here in DC, the new Smithsonian one, and I was just like, oh. Like, Uh I wasn't, not that I was expecting her to be bad or to be stiff or to be whatever, but I was really like, oh, you still have a lot of Uh go left. And was like singing, doing a whole thing. I mean, she was out of this world. So like, but of the newer crop of Uh artists and stuff like that. And and I will say like, I really liked when Summer Walker performed with Usher at this year's BET Awards. So, like, I think she can do well live, but, you know, she kind of had that mm-hmm. whole, like, stage fright moment that was, like, happening. So, I, I want you to get to a point where you're over that, because I'm not paying to see you um, not deliver. Um, PJ Morton is phenomenal live. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, Orange Moon, which is kind of like this kind of indie band of like musicians who also sang, they performed, they were like his opening act. They were really great. Um, I'm trying to think, but like who else is really, I do want to see Duran live now that he's got the album out. Yeah. Yes, yes, yes. I would love to see him live. Now he is definitely one, he's um, with Terrell. I love his episodes. Would love, love, love to see him live. Um, for sure. He's definitely... Mm-hmm. Like, I, I love that little taco uh, Tuesday thing that Steve Mackey does. I wish I lived... See, stuff like that, like, never desired to be in California, but shit like that, I would love to just kind yeah. of be able to, like, go be a part Shutting. of just a yep. bunch of artists sitting around and just fucking vibing. Um, <laughs> I do want to see that. Ari Lennox live. Um, I still have. Well, well, well I'm um, not a huge fan of her. Big Sean is good live. Um, J. Cole is actually really good live. I think so. I went to the 2014 Forest Hill Drive tour, which is my favorite J. Cole album. And Big Sean was like, mm-hmm. you know. It was J. Cole's tour. Big Sean was like on tour with him. But I gotta say, I honestly preferred like Big Sean's set over J. Cole. Because I think Big Sean has also he's done so many features, he's got so many verses. And he actually so he actually has a really like solid catalog that you kind of forget, like, oh yeah, like that is your song, or oh I forgot, like you were on this song. So he was really great. Um Kendrick Lamar's good live. Like, 
because I think the showmanship is really there. So even if To Pimp a Butterfly wasn't your favorite album or damn or whatever, yeah, he really cares about like the showmanship of it all. So you're really getting like a full concert experience. And that's as much as the reason why you go versus, you know, if they are your favorite artist. Yes, I'm going to get to some more concerts at some point in my life. Uh, you know, maybe. Maybe mm. not. I don't feel like it's something yeah. that I have missed. Like, oh my God, I've, you know, I've been to one concert. Yeah. And I feel like that experience was good enough for me. Come on, Bucket <laughs> Just to say that I've done it. Um, but that's, yeah, it's, you know, yeah. I mean, it, like it is what it is. Like I said, it was something I didn't get to do as a kid. Um, you know, with the screen tours, I you know I wasn't allowed to go to those. So um, going to that Janet Jackson concert was like the one thing. And was, like, it's Janet, so concert, like was that was the one. And, you know, like you're not um, really getting a better show than that. Yeah. So no. <laughs> come on, Velvet Rope C- Control. Um. <laughs> Boom. I get so I love me some. Let me tell you something. I fucking love Janet and Shanika makes so much fun of me. She's like, bitch, I know you love the fucking Whisper Queen. I absolutely do love me some Janet fucking Jackson. She's amazing. I don't know how to fuck nobody to like. I know Janet ain't the vocalist, but sex is a talent. And I just, uh, whatever. People be hating on Janet. Whatever. <laughs> Janet is a good time. Always. But love you, Shug. Um, love you too we gotta get off of here and um yeah happy thanksgiving um i know (laughs) why aren't there no thanksgiving box i just thought about that I literally told Portia that shit the other day i said thank you i'm not because there's no Um, thanksgiving song Okay. If Thanksgiving had music, maybe um, I would fuck with it. Have a blast. You know, everybody be safe. Get tested. Get tested. Get tested. Especially if you're going to a mask at minimum. Wear a mask. Yeah. I know it's uncomfortable, but please wear the mask. Like, you just don't know who you're around, who it has pre-existing conditions, but they don't have someone who can come yeah. out and do their grocery shopping for them. They have to risk it to get what they yeah. need to if, fucking if nobody else. Please be so, those people. Um, I'm, I know we're not going to be talking right. next week, but um, I will miss our time. No. It's okay because I... Come on! It's okay because I saved last week's episode... <laughs> And then they got four hours of content. Perfect. <laughs> We're not going to miss a I beat. I did that on purpose. Um, <laughs> so, no, we're not going to miss a beat. So when we come back, it'll be... What, but, uh, be safe. And mm-hmm. I'll see you around town. Be safe. Be well. Bye.